Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus Charette. Say what? Doc G, what is up, sir? How is the shoulder? I forgot to ask you before the show. How is the shoulder? It's not that great. It's all right. It's 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 not bad. It's not bad. I shouldn't complain. I've got a That's much bad. better shoulder than some folks, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just I'm getting tired of slow improvement. So mm. it's it's getting there. It's just it's 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 a pain. You know, it's one of those yeah. things. It's just a pain, man. Blam. But you know, I gotta ask you, how was the wedding? Was it okay? Was it? Did you make it through? Hmm. Yeah, we had a. It was a great time, man. We had. Uh, yeah, we had a good time. We went to. Um, Saw some well, lovely wedding, of course. pictures yeah. of you and your your girlfriend there, and then yeah, you know we were dressed. We were dressed up. Got to get those H and M, H and M suit, bro. <laughs> Got to get these. I was picks. tagging it. I was telling people. <laughs> I was like, model. Am I right? Am I right, everybody? <laughs> you know, it was looking good. You looked like you had a solid time. You know, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's it beautiful. Uh, we did, you don't need to oversell it. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Mike, we are a little concerned here in your hometown state. Uh, yes, we, yes, we I'm are, concerned for you. We're hunkering down, man. Ian yeah. is is hopefully uh, it just hit. The, the southwest coast there, my God, it does not look good. Uh, uh, but hopefully here, you know, it, it, it minimized, minimized, you know. The, the impact is minimized. Yeah. But this, this is the first hurricane that's really impacted Florida the whole, the whole year, which is pretty, pretty surprising, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. mean, the last, like, 10 years, it's just been hurricanes zipping and zapping all over the place thanks to climate change you know yeah yeah but nothing too wild though nothing since like charlie or some of those the bigger hurricanes yeah 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 and i I gotta admit mike i was very happy not to have to deal with hurricanes that's a fact yeah you know know? The, the 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 routine that you have to get in every couple of weeks finding out that there's a monster storm looking to cause havoc and devastation just sort of meandering careening around the state like maybe i will here i don't know maybe here oh maybe like i don't i don't (laughs) like that doesn't really do it for me mike no um but i'll tell you who it does do it for Ooh, who who does it everyone on the (laughs) news oh yeah Oh, yeah. Meteorologists rolling up the sleeves right now. Everyone really on the news. <laughs> this past week, when they realized a storm could be impacting Florida, I'm pretty sure they set fireworks off at every news station. Yeah. Like, they couldn't... <laughs> with- Finally! Yeah, they couldn't withhold their joy. And I was like, you bags. Like, why yeah, are you so sick. happy? Like, I'm like... Literally, I'm wa- so I'm watching a national news anchor. This was last week. I'm watching a national news anchor last week, and he's like, he, they come back from break, and he's like, well, 
I'm at the big board here with our meteorologist. Woohoo! Now we haven't got to do this all year, but it looks like we finally have a hurricane coming towards the southeast. Wait, what? That's how he said it, Mike. He yeah. literally said it that finally. He said finally. It's like we finally have like this isn't a gender reveal party, you. <laughs> like. <laughs> We finally have a, we have a gender, everybody. This is going to be good. Like, just. It's going to be a category five. It's <laughs> ridiculous, Mike. Oh, man. They, yeah. They act like I do when I pull out, like, why would you review this segment on the show? Like, well, guys, <laughs> we haven't done this one in a while. The difference is, of course. Mine is referencing a goofy segment that's a waste of time on our show. Theirs is referencing a natural disaster. Yeah. Like, just... Not fun. And you know, the the whole reason, Mike, looking at it and, and watching... Obviously, there there is a whole spectacle aspect. It's the whole idea. But honestly, Mike, you know what I think drives this more than anything? More hmm. the, the whole idea, them doing all of this, the big board, the excitement, everything. You know what I think drives it? What do you think? Laziness. What do you think? That's a fact. Laziness. 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 And the reason I say that, they're stoked. They don't have to write real news stories. Yeah, oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. They know they can waste at least 10 minutes of the broadcast <laughs> on hurricane updates. At yeah. least, probably more. And all they got to do is just, oh, wow. Oh, that's going to, those people. Oh, that's See horrible. that band? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. That's yeah. all they're going to. It's like in seventh grade when your teacher would pull out a long movie and you knew for the next five days in class you weren't doing anything in English. You were like, yeah. yes. Yeah. Movie. Yep. Five days in a row. <laughs> awesome. Like, that's the, the hurricane is their long movie in English class. They're like, yes, mm. no work, no homework <laughs> assignments. I can't wait. It's just, and the even more annoying part about it, Mike, is they don't know what they're talking about. Nope. At all. Like, yeah. it'd be one thing if they were doing this whole deal, but they were giving you very accurate, very yeah. informative information. They have no idea. So true. What they they're giving they're you is just a, a big pile of crap. Like, yeah. here, here's, here's, here's a, a for, for those folks out there, they're like, uh, Ben, they do a pretty good job. No, they don't. Let me tell you why. Uh, Sunday. They have the center of this storm going through the coast right at Tallahassee, Mike, on the panhandle. On the panhandle, yeah. they have, and that's Sunday. Like 48 hours later, it's making landfall around Cape Coral, below Cape Coral. It's like 400 miles away, Mike. Hmm. The worst accuracy ever. <laughs> It's like it FedEx. It's like FedEx telling you, "Hey, your package is going to arrive on Thursday," and then the next day, them being like, "Oh, we meant Thursday three months from now." So <laughs> that's that's when it's coming. Like, it's, there's no accuracy at all. Yeah, 
they get a lot of they get a lot of leeway for these for these storms, it's which just gives them even more time to waste. It's yes, so annoying. So much, yeah. so much in act. Well, that's a good yeah. point, Mike. I, I think they they they're motivated to keep the inaccuracy just because they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. we can talk longer if it's more inaccurate. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Exactly, that's great. Exactly. Last night I'm watching uh, news, and again I was watching news trying to avoid Hurricane Ian coverage because I got it. I can look at a map. I don't need to hear somebody talk about it for 20 minutes. I can look at a map myself without all the sensationalism. That's a fact. So I'm watching this national news coverage, and I think, hey, I'll successfully avoid it. Of course, no. They're like, hey, we can get in on this too. We're going to show all kinds of stuff. We have nothing to do with this. This show's in New York. We're not affected by it at all, but you know what? It's coming. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, and on, to, uh, and on to other news, we're bringing our chief meteorologist from our, from our network on the show. Chief. Chief, chief meteorologist. Yeah. You take <laughs> He's got a badge. Exactly. You take that to mean this dude is a big deal. Yeah. I always sort of wonder how they came about there. Is there a vice chief meteorologist? Mm. I've never heard or like assistant chief Captain meteorologist. Captain <laughs> Captain Major Brigadier meteorologist. Anyways, this was the I chief. I have a radar in my pocket. This is the highest dude. The highest dude. And he yeah. comes out and he's explaining this. And, he, and, you know, at this point last night, it was uh, just uh, like 50 miles off the coast, 75 miles off the coast, something like that. And he's like, well, right now it's off the coast. It'll make landfall tomorrow. It's going to be category three, maybe category four. And of course, I wake up this morning, category five. Immediately, the first thing I see, category five. I'm like, well, you f***ed up. You were completely <laughs> com completely off, chief. And I'm not using that in, in the sarcastic way. You buddy. are the chief and you screwed it up. Like, screwed it up, buddy. Yeah, th thinking about this, I I want to I want meteorologists to start setting the betting odds for football games. Yes! That would mm. be amazing. University of Alabama versus Montana State Community College. Eh, we're predicting Montana State Community College to win by eight touchdowns. That sounds right, right? We're pretty yeah, good at predicting stuff. Bad. I think we got it. Like, it's just ridiculous, Mike. They're so bad. So yeah, bad. Hey, Doc G, is there an app for like betting on weather? <laughs> I, I, we need I a DraftKings for weather. I feel like somebody would make that illegal just because of the death and carnage that comes with it. That's a fact. I feel like they're not going to allow people to party off of that. So true. I feel like that would be a horrible thing that would be shut down by most folks. Which leads uh, me to the last thing. Hopefully the folks on the West Coast where it's making landfall, have evacuated. Yes. And if you haven't, hopefully the storm is doing as minimal damage as possible. Mm -hmm. Anybody near that cone, get out of the way, guys. You don't yeah. want to be in that cone. It is yeah. not a pleasant no thing to ride out. Mike, but I tell you, the show must go on. Yeah, it should, yes. The it show should. must go on. And with that, are you ready to fire this show up? Let's fire it up, Doc G. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, 
zero and lift off mike i'm super excited i'm super excited about our guest today she is a fantastic musician she has been playing since the age of four four yeah yeah that's she, like michael jackson starting right there she's that's like early she's got over three decades of professional experience she's barely 40 mike she's barely 40 wow. she's got over three decades she, good for her she's played on fish albums She's an original member of the Trey Anastasio band, and she has a fantastic new solo album out. It's Miss Jennifer Hartwick. Can't wait to talk to her. It's going to be fun. She is in Boise currently. Oh. Boise, Boise. Idaho. Yes. yes. Nice. But first, Mike, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit. It's true. It's true. Happy birthday, President. I uh, think you can get this one. Nope. All right. I think you got this one. We'll see. Uh, born in Columbia, South Carolina, September 28, 1977. When he was very young, his family moved to Georgia. They lived throughout Georgia, but primarily in Atlanta. Our birthday suit wear started rapping in the early 90s, and in 2001, he released his first independent album, Thuggin' Under the Influence. The <laughs> album had some songs produced by the one and only Little John. Then in 2003, he released his second album, Come Shop With Me. He then signed as a group member uh, of the group Boys in the Hood with Bad Boys Records. And they released the album, Boys in the Hood album. Then, he went back as an individual artist signed with Def Jam. And in 2004, he released his album, Let's Get It, Thug Motivation 101. Sweet. Which had the songs, And Then What, with Manny Fresh, and Soul Survivor with Akon. Then in 2006, he released Inspiration, which had the songs, I Love It, and Go Get Up. Yes! Then in 2008, he released The Recession, which had the big hit with Kanye West, Put On. You put on for your city. You put on for your city. Mm. The song won him a Grammy. That's right. Since The Recession, he's released seven more albums, none as big as his first three albums. Name that birthday suit where? Ah, <clears throat> oh, man. Who is this? I want to say I'm gonna. I kind of am gonna guess here. Rick Ross. No, no, it's not Rick Ross. Ricky's. No, Rick Ross. Ricky's from the MIA. You got to remember, yeah. he's he's a Miami original. We're talking. He is. Talking Atlanta here. Yeah. And I'll give you a hint. He started with a young in front of his name, but now that he's old, he no longer uses that. Hmm. Young, ah, sad, but it just doesn't help me. I'm sorry, Doctor. <laughs> Young Jeezy. Young, Young Jeezy. Jeezy. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed that, actually. Now known as Jeezy. Just Jeezy. Jeezy. Because he cool. is 45. So once you're 45, <laughs> you can no longer be young unless you're hanging around. Where do you around. go from there? Where do you go from there, Dr. G? You unless you're hanging around senior citizens, unless you're at a retirement home, then you can still be young, Jeezy, at 45. Hmm. But then once, okay. you, I think, I guess maybe you pass, let's say, let's say you pass 65, then you're, then you're uh, senior, Jeezy. <laughs> senior. senior. Right now you're just much mature, Jeezy? Master Chief. Master Chief okay. Jeezy. It's sort of like meteorologist, you know? 
Uh, man, I don't know about you, Mike, but those first two albums were huge for me. I love. Oh man, the middle one, especially Inspiration, the song Inspiration and the song I Love It and the song Go Getta. Say what you will about R. Kelly. Obviously, it's not good, but nope. the song Go Getta <laughs> is amazing, and it gets yeah. me jazzed. It gets me okay. psyched, man. It's a it's a jam. It's a lifting song. It's a fitness song. So is Soul Survivor, man. Soul Survivor with Akon. That was when Akon was the hottest. The hottest in those streets. Yeah. He had like 25. He had that voice. Yeah. Well, he had like 25 features. Everybody in yeah. the rap game, if they were like, I need a I need somebody to sing the hook. Akon, do it. Yeah. Like just come in there. Do it, man. And that was that was jams. Jams. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, yeah. did, I didn't know that Jeezy was born in in Colombia. That he was from uh, from old Colombia originally, and then moved to Atlanta. But, anyways, happy birthday, Jeezy! Happy birthday, Jeezy! Uh, Mike, gonna move on. We're gonna rip some headlines. You ready to rip? Let's rip some headlines. It's now time for rip from the headlines. I got a I got a beard hair, Mike. That's what I was trying to get out there. Beard hair came in my mouth. It's so annoying. All the the, the 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 bearded ones out there will know what I'm talking mm. about. It happens, guys, and it is, you know, it's much it's actually it's worse when your beard is shorter. I don't know if you'd think that. But it's worse Why when your beard that? is shorter cuz it's easier to get in your mouth. That's a fact. The longer hairs like they're so long, that's not going to be able to fit in there. Nope. It's tough. Oh, okay. it's it's sort of you know, and and, and they're they're they got heft to them because they're eighteen mm. inches long, so they'll just what? fall off, you know. But when they're short yeah. like this, when I'm in my short mode, there you're gonna come mm. in and party in your mouth. And then Ew. it was really horrible when we we were constantly wearing masks because of the pandemic, because then mm. you can't even get to your mouth, and so then you gotta ah, you gotta. Yeah. You got a hair in there partying around, and you're like, damn it. Come on, man. Yeah. Anyways, I went on a really long <laughs> sidetrack for you no can't, reason. You can't, and then you can't even touch her. You can't even No, the that's hair the thing. And you, then your hands have coronavirus on them well, and, and monkeypox. You don't want to be that Sorry. dude either that's in the middle of conversation. And you're just like, I'm going to bring down my mask and cough all over you. <laughs> like, you don't want to do that. So, like, you're just sitting there with hairs in your mouth. It's gross. Anyways, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna get this party started and rip the from the headlines with a story from the hometown. This one's from mm. Jacksonville here. Jayville. Jacksonville. Oh, no. So no, no, people call it Jayville. Don't worry. Okay. That's good. I, I don't know if they actually do. I'm just gonna back you up on it, Mike. That is blind backing up. I've never heard anyone call it Jayville, but you know. Eh. All right. Anyways. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh it'll catch on. Um there was a student here. So uh, there, there's an assignment at a school that has been causing a little hubbub. Hmm. So Misty Dunham is claiming that the school her child went to basically kicked their daughter out of school because she refused to do an assignment. Word. Now, hmm. the school in question, Mike, is the school uh, or the uh, Victory Christian Academy. Victory is sort of weird. Anyways, yeah. Mike, they actually yeah. show the gross. assignment in the news story, and there are four assignments listed, and three out of the four do make sense. 
The first is practice reading a particular Bible verse with an adult. That makes sense, being that it's a Christian academy. Okay, I get that one. Mm-hmm. The third is have fun with friends. I don't know if you need to make that an assignment, but it still makes sense for a second grader to have fun with friends. Uh, yeah. The fourth is practicing spelling list number five on Spelling City, which I would guess uh, Spelling City is a spelling software. That makes sense as well, Mike. No problem with any one of those three assignments. Nope. But let's go back to number two, the one that I skipped. Number two Send a picture of you doing reading homework in the bathtub. Huh? Oh, yeah. Not good. Not good, Doc G. That's Not the, good. That's literally verbatim what the assignment is, Mike. That's it. I can't believe I don't believe you. That's it. I don't believe you. Go, go look up the story. That's oh, it. That's it. It's that's a, gross. It's a real thing. So true. So then when Misty asked, like, um... Why are you asking my daughter to do this incredibly weird thing? The school's response was, hey, hey, we've been sending this homework assignment out for years, and you're the only one to complain about it. Wait, what? That was the administrator's response, Mike. That was the administrator. Not a good one. Now, the teacher, the teacher's response made a little bit more sense. She was like, oh, yeah, just to have fun with it, to show that you can read anywhere. They can be wearing their school outfit. They can be wearing pajamas. It doesn't matter. And I was like, okay, that makes it sound a little less weird, but still weird. Um, then, out of nowhere, uh, Misty was contacted by the school, and the school was like, hey, we think you should do a parental withdrawal from the school. Huh? And she was like, what do you mean? They're like, pull your student out of our school. We don't want her in here anymore. And they were like, we're not pulling our student out. And they're like, okay, well, then we're going to do an administrative uh, withdrawal. We're pushing her out. See you later. And they kicked her out of school. Girl, come on. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. God, I hate that, Doctor. I can't stand whatever that is. Mike. What is that? Well, censorship, Mike. Two things on this story. First, far be it for me to take the side of censorship. In fact, Mm -hmm. we'll have another story where I'll be taking the other side. But there are some very notable differences. Um, Most of the time on this show, we are not taking the side of censorship. But here's the issue, Mike. On this side... I'm failing to see the academic value of taking a picture of you reading in the bathtub. Like, so true. Tell me what the academic value is. Is there some reason that they are doing this? Because it seems much less like a creepy assignment or a a homework assignment, much more like a bad road to go down with a creepy uncle. Like, Hey, just a joke. Get in the tub. No, take some clothes off. What? It's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah no, no. There's no, there's no redeeming value. No, there isn't. Second, second. What the f- wrong with the rest of the parents, Mike? If Misty is the only parent to question this weird assignment for years, like, what are these other parents like? Oh, awesome. Hey, you want to suds up a little bit? Give me a sexy pose there. There we go. Like, it's gross, man. Uh, they're all going to hell if they don't do this assignment, just, Doc G. They're going to go straight just, to the gates of fiery. Uh, I don't know, man. It's creepy. I don't want to be a part of it. Like, no, I mean, just that. 
Honey, what's Jamie doing for class for homework this week? Oh, you know, naked cartwheels that we need to film. Just normal stuff. <laughs> just just the normal. Like, that's just weird. Misty, send your daughter to Florida public schools. Yeah. Okay? Yes. She may not get a locker. She may not get the best education. Nope. But she won't have homework assignments of taking public bathtub pictures. Okay? Yeah. Or homework assignments, yeah. Yeah, she probably In won't general. have them at all. Yeah, never. No, she doesn't. Mike can like, vouch no. for it. Never had never a homework, homework assignment. No. Doesn't know what that's about. So there no. you go. You won't have to worry about it. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> Mike, let's head out to Colorado. Colorado yeah. to a Circle K. Mm. You ever hit up Circle K? I didn't even know those still existed. I thought they had just turned into 7-Elevens. <laughs> oh, no, no. They still I used to live right uh, beside a Circle K in Miami, Mike. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, okay. it was filled with so much skankiness. It was lovely. Yeah. I love You'd come yeah, in. What were they known for? Nothing. Just, <laughs> just skanky. You'd, you'd come in on Sunday, and the Dolphins game would be coming from this old boombox. I'm not exaggerating. This is exactly what would happen. There was a boombox near the the, the uh, checkout, and it'd be blasting the Dolphins game. And the attendant would obviously be just stoned out of his mind because how else do you get through an eight-hour shift at Circle K? That's it. That's uh, and then... You just peruse their fine selection of skanky treats. You just oh, okay. be like, do I want an energy drink that could rot my insides and <laughs> some Cheez-Its? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yeah. That sounds like a lovely Sunday treat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Is that blood huh? <laughs> on I the think, floor? <laughs> I think it is. I'm lucky I missed it. I would have slipped on it. Um, the, the reason I bring up Circle K is, Mike, Mary Moreno has worked at Circle K for 16 years. Ooh, wow. She worked at Circle K. She started working there when she was 76. What? 76. Sorry, sorry, sorry. She started working there when she was 56. 56. Now she's 74. She stopped working at Circle K when she, in 2020. And she stopped working at Circle K because she was fired. Ooh. Yeah. So so back in 2020, in October, Mary was working around 7 p.m. when a dude comes in holding two hunting knives. Said the two the dude came up to the counter and asked her for cigarettes. She said it was fairly obvious that he wasn't going to pay for them. He was going to get the cigarettes and just walk out. And he kept telling her to give them to her before uh, he paid for them. And she refused. And the man went behind the counter and just took the cigarettes. What? She actually tried to stop this man from uh, getting the cigarettes and gave her a, gave him a little shove. But, of mm. course, you know, she was 72, didn't slow him down much. And uh, he just left. Now, the dude was eventually arrested for aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon, and he pleaded guilty to the charge, right? But despite this... The manager said there was no evidence, video evidence of this guy having a knife. And he insisted that she apologize to the guy for shoving him. Wait, what? And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And she was fired. She was fired, Mike. And now she's suing Circle K. That's that's why the story has resurfaced, Mike. Hmm. 
Okay. She should. First, Mike, I don't know how many times we have to say it on this show, but folks, do not, do not go go above and beyond for your employer like this. (laughs) Yeah. No reason. You're working at Circle K, and this dude has a knife. He wants cigarettes? Fine. Give him all the cigarettes. If I'm in Mary's shoes... I'm literally like, you want all of these? Here, yeah, take it. It could be a pocket knife, yeah, take it all. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There it all is. He doesn't even have to have, he can say, you know, I think I've got a knife that I may go get. Okay, sounds good. That's all you had to say. Here's all the money. Take all of them. Take all of them. What else do you need? I will completely, the store is yours. (laughs) Like, just second, regardless of the outcome of this trial, Mary should be awarded the Purple Heart for having to work at Circle K for 16 years of her in her golden yeah. years 16 yeah, years yeah. after ah. the age of 50 no f yeah. that f that mike <clears throat> quick story out of connecticut uh a dude was using tanning beds at the planet fitness in connecticut which i didn't know there were tanning beds but apparently there are there are uh, When he finished up using the tanning booth, uh, he looked up at the ceiling and saw a man recording him with a cell phone. Huh? Now, I don't don't know how this was like. I don't know if he's like positioned like between like tiles. Like it didn't really give me any (laughs) like, I don't know how he was up there. If he was Spider-Man and he was just pasted up there. But anyways, he was up there on the ceiling recording and the dude who was recording happened to be the manager of the Planet Fitness. Wait, what? So, of course, the dude that was being recorded uh, called the police, and this uh, manager of Planet Fitness was arrested on criminal attempt at voyeurism. Hmm. I don't know, Mike. Maybe this this dude just happened to have gone to the Victory Christian Academy and thought this was normal stuff. (laughs) What? It's homework assignments. Come on, man. It's normal. You're just studying. The main reason I brought this story up, Mike, was the bond that was set for this fella. So we talked about bonds and bails before on this show. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, there was a dude in Florida who was released on a $500 bond for a DUI when his blood alcohol level was .48. Remember that? Yeah. That was... Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now, I feel like you should know this voyeur manager had a bond of $20,000. Ah, wow. I was going to play a guess. I was going to see if you wanted to do a guessing game. Oh, man, you should have let me know. I would have let you. (laughs) I was going to say like $200 or something stupid. $20,000, Mike. I think that's appropriate, though. That's appropriate for that, right? Or should it be more? What do you think? Hmm. Well, if we're comparing it. I mean, when it comes down to it, Mike. Comparing it, yeah. When it comes down to it, I feel like your bond should be set on the seriousness of your crime. Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, who are you going to risk being around? You're going to risk being around the dude on the streets that could murder you swerving his Nissan around being drunk off his or the dude yeah. taking a couple of perv snaps of you. I'm going to take the perv <laughs> snaps every day. I'm going to be like, "Well, this is gross and I feel violated, but what are you going to do?" Like, 
That's come on, man. I just, um, maybe it's uh, like the a, a cost of living thing. Maybe it's like where the guy got the DUI. Maybe like money is not as. Uh, you would available. think Connecticut would be just as high rolling as as Florida. You know. Yeah. Connecticut's not a cheap place to live. No, not at all. No. Uh, Mike, last story. So this is again we're weaving back into the old censorship here. Uh, mm. Don't know if you've seen this, Mike, but there's a new series on Netflix. It's called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer series. Ah, I heard about this. Yeah, it's all over. It's all over. People are talking all over about it. That's a fact. Uh, and it's a drama. You know, it's 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 li- it's it's acting. It's a drama series meant to tell the story of obviously the insanely disgusting serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. And uh, Mike, as generally the case is now, this series just came out, right? But it reminded folks. That there is a song from 2013 from Katy Perry and Juicy J called Dark Horse, where one of Juicy J's lyrics says, She eats your heart out like Jeffrey Dahmer. And there has been social media backlash now, mainly on Twitter, from folks saying, Something needs to happen with this song, it needs to be stopped. <laughs> What? Hmm. What? First off, Mike, this is very different from the school. This is not a learning assignment. No. This is art. That was a song that was created. Art should not be censored. Nope. Mm -mm. Famous scholar Henry, Henry Louis Gates said this about censorship, Mike. Censorship is to art as lynching is to justice. Hmm. That's good. Doesn't make any sense. You don't get any justice out of lynching. You shouldn't censorship yeah. art. No, not at all. Which is very true, Mike. Second, if you actually look at this, Mike, the series on Netflix is way worse than the song. The series on Netflix is dramatizing and popularizing exactly what Jeffrey Dahmer did. All yeah. it did was put him back into the spotlight and have millions and millions of people talking about it and make millions of dollars mm-hmm. because they knew people would watch it. Yeah. So they why did. are you oh, for pointing? Sure. Why are you pointing a song out from ten years ago when you're watching a drama, not a documentary, a drama so true. from today? Oh, come on. Makes no sense, Mike. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No sense, Mike. Ridiculous. And on that tip, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back. We are going to hear from our guest, the one, the only, Jennifer Hartswick. This is By the River right here on the Doc G Show.
The Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, what do the listeners need to do? Hmm. They need to listen to the show on Apple Mm -hmm. Podcast, Mm -hmm. SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. Leave us a good review. Mm -hmm. Follow us on the socials. Mm -hmm. Everything. Tune in. Stitcher. Tune in. There's all kinds of different ways. Yeah. Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Stitcher. Yep. Got a bunch of different ones, Mike. I forget all the ones because, like, when I was first setting it up, I just went to every. I probably didn't need to do another sweep just in case because there's there's probably several new apps out there. Now, Mike, I yeah. said just a little bit that that I had a goal, two goals of trying to get on to Spotify and on YouTube. Guess what? We're we're active on YouTube now. Oh, yeah, that's right. We are on YouTube. We're on YouTube now. We're guys. active We're on it. YouTube. Now, we don't have... Yep. I don't want to bore people with our whole show. Maybe if we start, you know, if we start a revolution on YouTube. We're going to start live streaming on YouTube. Yeah, right? and I start seeing... That could be a future thing. And I start yeah. seeing more and more people. We will put it on We will put it on YouTube that way. Let us know. Yeah. If you want it, let us know. We'll do the live yeah. stream on it. But uh, mm-hmm. right now, I'm putting bits and pieces. I put a couple of shorts 
on YouTube. I cup, I, I'm going to put the full interview with Jennifer Hartswick on the show. So true. You're going to see that on there. So keep an eye out, guys. Doc G Show. Look it up on, on YouTube. Subscribe to that as well. Right now, because I just put it there, one subscriber, Mike. Nice. <laughs> we, got, nice. we got one. But the excuse is literally I just put it up. So. We're gonna we're gonna build. Well, that's pretty good. That's we're, pretty good. We're gonna right build. Away. I have no yeah. idea who that person is. Okay, uh, Mike. Right now, we need to thank the people that regularly listen. Here are the regulars. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, Olive Branch to Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, and Los Angeles, California. There we nice. go. Nice. Yeah. Shout out. Good list. Keeping it strong. Keeping it, it strong, Mike. Uh, got mm-hmm. some interesting semi-regulars. Here are our semi-regulars. Shout out. Shout out to Phoenix, Arizona, Arlington, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, Fitchburg, Massachusetts, Sacramento, California, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Boston, Massachusetts, Washington, D.C., Florencia, Columbia, Thunder Bay, Canada, La Puente, California, Saratoga Springs, New York, Padova, Italy, Southbridge, Massachusetts, and Georgetown, Canada. There we go. Yeah, a little less international that time. It's a little upset. Mm-hmm. We really hit Massachusetts hard, man. That was yeah, nice. I wonder what's going on there. It's yeah. getting some Massachusetts in there. I was trying to think of who we had on the show that would have uh, mm-hmm. piqued their interest up in the old commonwealth by the way Mm. mike we've had that on the show do you know which four states are not states they're commonwealths Mm. no idea they're technically not states technically you're wrong when you call them states and i do it a lot massachusetts is one boss uh uh, (laughs) massachusetts is one pennsylvania is another kentucky is one and virginia is the last one they are all commonwealths. The Commonwealth of Virginia, Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Commonwealth of Kentucky. They are not hmm. states. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's That'll sound really funny. It's nice to be here in the Commonwealth of That's Pennsylvania. Right. That's right. That's right, Mike. Yeah. If you When good. you start touring again, stand up. You're going to have to do that when you tour one of yeah. those those states. And you'll be like, note, that's yeah. right. I know you. You're not getting one yeah. over on me. I know about your state. <laughs> I know it's a commonwealth. All right. Anyways, just a fun fact, listeners. Use it at your next. I doubt co- anybody. I'm sorry, Doc G. I'm so sorry. Just <laughs> a side thought. I was just like, I bet you some of these people at these shows have no idea what a commonwealth is. Oh, they have. They uh, I guarantee one. you. Survey, survey the crowd when yeah. you say that. I guarantee you, like fifty percent, forty percent of the crowd would be like, what? the what a commonwealth really <laughs> all right that's great i mean i'm whatever fr- you say as you know mike i'm from virginia i guarantee you a bunch of my friends from virginia you go we're commonwealth they'd go i've heard that before what is that what are we <laughs> that so that means it's not technically a state no idea okay cool like yeah yeah no don't worry that was not an outrageous ostentatious comment by yourself uh no, thank m- you mike let's move on to the miscellaneous file. Miscellaneous. Mike, I got something exciting that I'm going to do in the next couple of days. Uh, our man, Matt Stoney, 
You were not here when Matt Stoney came on the show. Matt Stoney, I don't know if you remember, is a famous uh, competitive eater. He is the okay. only person that in the time of uh, Joey Chestnut's reign beat Joey Chestnut uh, at the hot dog competition. Uh, I think it was, wow. I want to say 2014. But this dude can put away food. Now, I don't challenge, I don't do his challenges most of the time because they would literally give me a heart attack and diabetes all at once and I would die. And somehow <laughs> yeah. that doesn't happen with him. But That's a fact. if he does a healthy challenge, I'm all ears. And I might do it. Uh, before he came on the show and after he came on the show, I did the same challenge he did, which was the 500 grams of broccoli challenge, which is 1.1 grams of broccoli or 1.1 pounds of broccoli. Now, he did that around six minutes flat was his time. Jeez. Uh, I did it. I think my fastest was 20 minutes. 20 so minutes. It's tough to get through that broccoli, Mike. But just this week, he did a new <laughs> healthy food challenge. He saw how fast he could eat 500 grams of celery. Mm. Say what? And he did 500 grams of celery in 557. And I think I can do a much better job on celery than I did on broccoli, Mike. I think I can get through that crunchiness better. What do you think Question. I can do? What's your guess? So are you guys, is there any preparation or is it just raw broccoli, raw celery? Well, you get, you get water with it. You get water. Oh, you get water. So you okay, can, but they're not cooked. The celery. Oh no, it's they, always they, raw. Okay, it's yeah. always raw. Always raw. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, the, the, that's the hard part. It's a lot of chewing. Yeah. It is a lot yeah. of chewing, Mike. But I think I can get, I think I can get through this. I'm going to say, I'm going to put a goal. I'm going to go conservative. I'm going to go conservative. Okay. I'm going to say my goal time is uh 17 minutes. Say what? 17 okay. minutes. I may fail at that. That might be a little too lofty, but I'm going to try 17 minutes, listeners. It's going to happen this weekend at some point in time in the studio on the other side of the table. I'm going to do the broccoli challenge. Our Doctor, sorry, celery challenge. It. You oh. have to film it. It's got to go on YouTube. Don't worry. Bo yeah, uh, yeah. The, the last two broccoli challenges were on Instagram. Okay. I will put both okay. of them. The, the, I figured, yeah, I figured you Instagram would, and YouTube will get the celery challenge. We will see <laughs> if I hit. This is going to be our breakout clip right here, Doc G, the celery challenge. For, for the longest time before we had some really good uh, uh, reels, uh, it was our highest viewed uh, video on Instagram was the broccoli mm. challenge. So, uh, it, people do like to see me eat weird. <laughs> so, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, Mike, last thing in the miscellaneous file. This is a bit of a curveball. Um, but I, I, I just thought about this because it was sort of in the news. Is there anyone that's team Olivia Wilde in the Olivia Wilde Jason Sudeikis split? Hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. Probably there are. No, I mean, I, there's got to be like one or two, but yeah. like, it's just so uneven. Like, it's just, on one side, you got the world's favorite soccer coach who's been winning Emmys and thanking his kids during the speech. That's a fact. And on the other side, you got a woman that broke up with him and said to the world's famous soccer coach, hey, I'm going to go out with a sex symbol that... 
may or may not go around spitting on people. Like, Girl, come on, come on. Who's going yeah. for Olivia Wilde in that that uh, in that split? I'm not. That's for no, sure. Jason Sudeikis has got my vote. You know. Yeah. And just to be clear, listeners, it has absolutely nothing to do with the difference of age between Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. I could care less. Yes. Harry Styles could be 22. I'd be completely fine with it. All right. That has nothing to do with it because, as we know, we're fine with with. Leo getting on with the with the with the younger ladies, which by the way, remember, it's now over twenty seven. <laughs> okay, or twenty five. Yep. Okay. Yep. Anyways, it has to do with the fact of splitting up the nice family, of splitting up the happy Jason Sudeikis, mm-hmm. who of all I've seen nothing but nice things about that dude. He yeah. usually has a mustache. That's always nice, you know. Mm-hmm. And just look at him at the Emmys. Literally, every single person wanted to come up and talk to him. There's pictures of him, like, everybody just like, Hey, it's Jason! Like, you don't see that. You don't see that with Olivia. No. Hmm. No. Nope. Anyways, Mike, I just, I was thinking about that. Anyways. (laughs) I'm I'm guessing I will will see none of them in the future. But, you know. I think, I want to say, I'm going to have to look it back in the files, Mike. I'm pretty sure I invited Jason Sudeikis on this show. And that was that was before Ted Lasso. I'm pretty positive. I'm gonna have to dig back in the files, but I think I did. Mm. You're gonna, try again. You're gonna be surprised. He he didn't come on the show. Uh. It's, it's surprising, but he did not. I think if I recall again, I think his manager was pretty nice. She was just like, he's not available at this time, and I was like, oh, thanks. What about? Hey. Should we follow up? I mean, what do you think? Doctor? I don't know. If I follow up. I do love doing those with managers where I'll follow up literally like four years later. Hey, remember I sent you an email a couple months ago, give or take 48? The move is you have to reply with the original. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I always do it. Okay. okay, I don't don't get rid of them. You know what the move is. They're in there. I'm like, remember? (laughs) Remember this? Back in 2018? It's just a couple of months ago. That's where we were. Anyways, Mike. Let's get some quick hitters going. Let's get some quick hitters. Here, first in the quick hitters, Mike. Sources at TMZ found that Taylor Swift was offered to perform at Super Bowl 57. And guess what? She turned it down. Mm. Mike, on behalf of everyone here at the Doc G Show, I think we can say thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate it. (laughs) We're happy you did not accept. So true. I just I don't I don't see yeah. that as being a good good I mean like we also also Mike, we get it, Taylor. You're popular. You can yeah, stop putting this out into the Oh mm-hmm. hey, I was I was invited. I told him no, I've got other things to do. I can't we get, yeah. it. We get yeah, it. We get it. Come on. Like you don't have to tell us. It's Rihanna now, right? It's Rihanna. It's gonna be Rihanna. That's very true, Mike. As you yeah. have heard. It is the this year's performer is Rihanna. Now, Mike, this, yeah. this is a true story. Uh, it's been a big week for Rihanna and her partner ASAP Rocky. As you know, mm. uh, she is romantically involved and has been with uh, uh, ASAP. Uh, they have a, involved. They they have a child together. <laughs> Yo, um, they she yeah, yeah 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 they have a child together. Uh, Rihanna was selected to play the Super Bowl and uh, ASAP. Uh, bought a belt that cost $322,000. Mm. Wow. 
So equally great achievements for both of them. Yeah, and that's for sure. Good job, ASAP. <laughs> so true. It's it's literally look at this. If you get time, listeners, it's a belt that says Grim on the front. Spells out Grim in jewels and has jewels all around it. And it's three hundred and twenty-two thousand. What the f are you gonna do with that belt, ASAP? <laughs> Like, come on, I man. I gotta look up this belt. I'm looking it up. It's a rocky belt. Ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's got a little Grim Reaper that's, I think, the I want to say the eye of the Grim. Anyways, just unnecessary, Mike. Mike, next uh, headline. It's not looking too good for Brett Favre. Yeah. Seen this? No, yeah. Yeah. Saw some allegations. He, he's wrapped up in scandals of getting millions of dollars that were supposed to be for welfare. Uh, and instead, he got them to go to a volleyball gym. Uh, and even worse, he knowingly did this. And of course, of course, there's evidence, textual evidence of him worrying that people may find out about this. Oh, not good. So, Just not good. So in text messages, at one point, Brett uh, Favre says, uh, quote, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? Question mark. Hmm. Mike, you think a dude that had his pics famously posted on every national news station for like a month, 10 years ago, might understand if you put it on your phone there's a way there's a mm -hmm. way they'll find yeah, it they will yeah S sort of seems like a fool me once scenario mike you know just <laughs> yeah very true just saying just saying mike, yeah recent experiment slash pilot program in england found out that companies that switch from five-day work weeks to four-day work weeks experience no decrease in productivity. Nice. Yeah. I love that. That yeah, makes sense that. to me, Mike. Because mm -hmm. zero times four is the same product as zero times five. Am I right? That mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Zero. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying there, listeners? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody does anything at their job. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it oh, doesn't matter. Oh. We could do two days a week. It'd be fine. Don't worry about It'd be it. Be the same amount of productivity. Um, Mike, over the weekend, actors and actresses were hired to go to Major League Baseball games and smile creepily during the game at the camera in promotion of the new horror movie, Smile. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which means, Mike, now 26 more people know about this movie. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Great. Great advertising. <laughs> Come on. Major, you do know football's in, in season, right, guys? Like, yeah, seriously. Come on. Come on. Uh, Mike, apparently Prince George, Prince George, who is one of Prince William's kids, told another classmate while at school a couple of years ago that his dad would be king, so they better watch out. Say what? Ooh, nice. Nice big, move. Big threat. <laughs> big threat, Mike. I, I wonder if the classmate retaliated uh, retaliated by telling Prince George that uh, Britain is a constitutional monarchy 
which means the role is pretty much ceremonial. That's a fact. And as king, his dad would have no real legislative or executive power in Britain, and as a result of the Glorious Revolution of 1688, is pretty much just a figure piece. So essentially, all his dad is going to have is more money than he did before and responsibility to wave to the public occasionally and wear a funny crown. <laughs> pretty much it. Uh, that yeah. would have been my response, Mike. But mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not a six-year-old British kid. No. So, you know. I'm not exactly sure how he responded. He probably cried or something like that would be my guess. But I'm just saying, next time, if that kid is listening to the Doc G show, that's what you should go for. Mm-hmm. You should throw yeah, it back in his all face. That down. See, yeah. see what he has. Yeah. Practice in the gotta, mirror. Practice in the practice mirror. Gotta practice that one. That's gotta practice. Um, Mike, big news from Instagram. Pornhub has permanently been banned from the platform. They have been banned for apparently repeating, uh, repeatedly violating policies. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be damaging to a company like that, Mike. It's going to be real damn. If, if only there was a place that people could view their content. Oh, where man, could they do like, that? How could they get more? Maybe, maybe, maybe like, maybe like their, their website, which literally has more viewers than Netflix. Yeah. Done. It does. That could work, yeah. That's a fact, Mike. Did you know that? There are literally more viewers, monthly viewers of Pornhub than Netflix. Oh, yeah. Across the board, porn gets more views and screen time than anything. anything dominates. Else, I think. If, if we yeah, can, it dominates. If we can, uh, if we can sum up this uh, quick hitters, porn gets the most views, everybody. Oh, yeah. All I right. Know. With that, we are going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than the fantastic Jennifer Hartswick right here (laughs) on the Doc G Show. The Doc G Show. Because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are very happy to be welcoming a ultra-talented singer, songwriter, musician. Just released her newest solo album, Something in the Water. She released it back on September 9th. Miss Jennifer Hartswick. Jennifer, how are you? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? You know, it's it's, it's good. We're bracing for a potential hurricane. Hopefully, that does oh. not happen. Um, oh, yeah. They never know. I'm not too concerned. They never know. It's 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 all guesswork until it's like 20 miles off the coast. So exactly. We'll see. Well, I'm in I'm in Boise, Idaho, right now. I don't think there's probably any hurricanes. Very protected from hurricanes. <laughs> Very good place to be as far now as far as I actually there are uh, uh, dormant uh, volcanoes in in Idaho, in Idaho I know okay. uh, I, we actually had we had a segment one time on the show about that and it it frightened me a little bit of Idaho it frightened me 
Uh, That's what keeps you away from Idaho is the possibility of an eruption. That, that, and there's never been too much of a reason for me to go out there other than the Shook Twins. So, you know, shout shout out to the Shook Twins. So, (laughs) yeah, they're fantastic. They came on the show a while back. Oh, cool. Those guys. The the new album, Something in the Water, it's been out three weeks. Uh, How's the response been? Um, sort of like uh, kind of overwhelming, you know, it's like when you, when you put your heart and soul into something and, um, you know, you really kind of wear your heart on your sleeve when you do something like that. And, um, you sort of brace for the worst. I don't know. It's like nowadays people are so cruel online and trolls and don't realize that there's actually human beings on the other side. And, um, and people have been so kind. So thank you. Nice. (laughs) Thank you kind um but it's cool to finally have it out we made it uh during covid and and uh wrote it during covid and and i'm just so thrilled to have the whole thing out so it's always i I, you know i've obviously i've never uh released an album but i feel like there's such a i always tell artists to me it always seems like there's such a high and a low like you're this huge build up of like ow it's here and then you release it and you're like Okay. Oh, there it but, was. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, <laughs> what, what are people thinking about this? And then it's just the, yeah. and me, I'm just always an overthinker, so I feel like I'd just be sitting there like, oh, God, is this, uh, did, yeah. did we do this right? Did we do that right? But yeah. it's a fantastic no, album. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a little, a little something for everybody, I feel like. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope people like it. Um, and if you, like I said, people have been really vocal about it so far. I really appreciate all the love and and, uh, and kindness that people have shown. So it's also been like uh, a few years since I released anything. Yeah. And um, so, no, it just like I said, it just feels good to have it out in, into the world. It's been incubating for so long. And, um, you know, with all the... Like a lot of musicians, up, yes. Lead up to it, you know? It's like, you want you just want it out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I want to talk more about the album, but uh, you're you're in the midst of, of a tour with your other your other uh, side hustle, so to speak, a, a twenty year oh. side hustle. It is a twenty so, year side hustle. <laughs> so, uh, for the listeners that don't know, you've been with the Trey Anastasio band for twenty one yep. years. You've been touring, recording, singing, playing trumpet uh, with the band, and I mean to think you you've now been doing it for more than half of your life. Yeah. That's, that's just, I guess we've hit the halfway point. I'm 42, 21 years. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. to think that over now uh, for the rest uh, over half your life has been with the band. I'm guessing it's been a good half of your life. It is it has been the better half of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no, it's great. We've um, you know, I started working with him when I was 17 and then he formed the band when I was right around 21, 20 or 21. Um, and we've been on the road ever since. So, you know, you think about the life that one lives between 21 and 42. And for him, I think it was like, you know, 36 and 50, whatever he is now. I'm not great at math. Um, you know, but decades together and, and you go you go through so much on a personal level and on a musical level and essentially grew up with him. You know, yeah. that's like um, so um i am i'm extremely grateful for that whole family it's it's been uh, it's been a pretty wild ride but i love it well so for the listeners that don't know like you mentioned you recorded with him before you actually joined the band that was for a fish album and you recorded on the story of the ghost was the album and he basically needed a, a fantastic trumpeter and uh and dave grippo and the band was like 
I got the person. I got yeah, I got the it. person. Uh, because and, not only do you have to be good at what you do, but you also have to be the right vibe. I mean, that's like, actually, it's the other way around. You have to be the right <laughs> vibe first and then great second. But um, because you're, you know, you're spending a whole lot of time with these people. Yeah. And if you don't want to be around them, but they're a great musician, that's not going to last very long. Well, now I heard in a, in a you know, a bunch of interviews uh, with yourself there that you were mainly classical and jazz before then that's that you started classical and then you went to jazz so obviously growing up you grew up in vermont obviously that's where fish is from as well uh so i'm guessing you'd heard of fish how much did you actually know when trey like i mean was it a big deal for you when he called like oh my god fish what it was a big deal because he was so famous. I mean, Fish was so famous, and this was in 1997, 98. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were, I mean, that was like really peak like fish. A, yeah. Peak, peak yeah. Situation. Um, and of course, being from Vermont, I knew who they were, but I had never been to a show. I'd never listened to a song. I had never, that was like just something that I was, was not interested in. <laughs> Um, and when we got, he left me a message on my parents' answering machine because I was still in high school and it was the 90s. So I was far predating cell phones. And were your parents uh, like, who is leaving a message on the phone? Who yes, is this? I, 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 I don't even know if they knew who Fish was. Um, that was super off of their radar. But um, Trey left me this really adorable sort of apologetic message. He was like, um, hi, this is, uh, my name is Trey. I, I play with the band Fish. Everything was a question. Uh, I, I get your name from, uh, Dave Grippo. And I think anyway, I saved it for a long time on the teeny little, you know, two inch, yeah. uh, tape that goes in your answering machine. But, um, and then, yeah, I went to the studio a couple weeks later and, and I, uh, you know, we had a great time. It was the most money I had ever made in my life at 17 years old. <laughs> like, Gosh. wow, look at this check. Uh, and I thought, well, that guy's nice and I'll never see him ever again. Like, yeah. it was just a one-off thing. And, and I guess I guess the universe had other plans that we'd just Man. spend our entire lives together. But <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Now. I little, knew nothing. A little bit of a curveball, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so, I mean, I'm guessing then if, like, I mean, if you'd heard of him and you knew it, it wasn't a huge deal when you went in to record as far as, like, being, like, nervous or anything. You were just like, let's play. No, no. He gave me the music ahead of time, and I learned it, and I went in, and I did what I was asked to do, and I left. Yeah. Um, no, there was no, like, starstruckedness because yeah. I I didn't, um, respectfully, didn't really care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing, though, the jam band dudes in your school were just losing their minds oh, if they heard. Well, the story of the ghost came out um, like weeks before I graduated high school. So my entire yearbook is just full of uh, fish comments. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, that would yeah, make sense. Signing, good luck with fish. Oh, my God, you met Trey. Oh, so couple, anyway, that's a couple of fish drawings, a couple of oh, logos. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. A couple logos in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, so you did that one off, and then you went to college, and yep. uh, you decide the college track isn't for you. Um, but yep. before I move on, like, I, I got to – the story blew me away. So uh, – I, I told you before we came on that I was listening to you on Andy Frasco's podcast, 
And yeah. shout out to Andy. Um, What's up, Frasco? We need we need to have Andy back on the show. He just brings. He should be here right next to me. In I little thing. I honestly thought about that too late. I'm I uh, I swear I thought about it on Friday last week and I was. Let's call him. What's uh, he doing? What do you think he's doing? Uh, right now? I be, I bet he's you he's too out. busy. I guarantee you. He's, yeah. Well, he's in Europe. Let me Facetime him and see if he picks up. Okay. And then we can, okay. Um, We'll see if he uh, picks up. Hopefully, I don't know. Let's see. That'd be like what? He's like honestly, five hours, yeah. so nine, ten, ten-ish. Hmm. Maybe he's got a show. It's I was about there. to say, uh, when he's over in Germany, he's usually doing shows like pretty much every single night. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. He's usually like Cross a your fingers, record. listeners. Picker upper. Cross <laughs> your fingers. This is like a 12 ringer. Ah. <sighs> So, sorry, sorry, listeners. Sorry, nice, nice. Not gonna... that was really anticlimactic. It's all right. It's all right. We'll 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 do it again. We'll get we'll get Andy on the show again. We'll have <laughs> we'll have the whole gang together. But first of all, I gotta like I told you before, the listeners know if they listen to both of our shows, Andy's show and interview style is completely off the wall, one hundred and eighty, <laughs> and it literally was. He was talking to you about touring and venues that you're playing. Nothing about substance abuse, nothing about <laughs> drugs, and out of left field, you ever get into any drugs? Ever do any yeah. drugs? And I was just yeah. like, what? what? Hey, what? No, that's not the next question, Andy, but with Andy, that's the way it goes. That's the way, that's it-, the way it goes. And that particular interview that we're talking about, that was like the first time we'd ever met. Because he knew like <laughs> nothing about me. That was on Jam Cruise, and he was cranking them out in his, in his estate, mm-hmm. in his cabin. Yeah. And, um, I mean, also, if you've never heard the George Porter, uh, Andy Frasco interview, you got to check it out. Yeah. Whoever's listening, it's, it's like, in, uh, it's, insane. it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but he was, he did like 30 interviews in, in three days, just cranking them out. And so he's like, Hey, you want to come to my room and do an interview? And I was like, yeah, yes. Crazy person. Who? Uh, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so he's like, I know nothing about you. Let's get to know each other in front of everybody. So. That's uh, partly why, because he, he, he doesn't know the answers to any of those questions. Even, he just wanted to know. Even if you know Andy, there will be all kinds of questions. <laughs> like, because that's the thing. is like, he's been on the show, and the last time that he co-hosted the show, we'd be going through segments. Random, one of the ones that I remember the most. Out of nowhere, he's just like, what's your biggest regret in life? Oh, and I was like, what? Huh? We're doing a, sh- a light-hearted entertainment show here, Andy. Like we're not. This is not. This is not a, a therapy chair. Come on, man. That's, wow. It's, wow. That's Andy. He's. I, yeah. I, I love him. I love him. But the reason I bring it up is in the interview you told a story that you had a sight reading class in college, and the oh, teacher yeah. asked you to sing John Coltrane solo. Like he puts it out on notation. And you're you just you breeze through the thing, no problem. And everybody else in the class just, you know, obviously is is lost. But because yeah. of your background, because you've been doing this since you were four, three, yeah. something like that, you 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 yeah. know, it's it's your other lane. And like to me, that's such like a music movie moment. Like I see it in a, in a movie where like it's yeah. the stuffy professor, like all right, do this, and then you just. Yeah throw it out there and they're like you've broken me i didn't (laughs) didn't know that that was a weird skill to have you know what i mean i wasn't trying to be boastful or anything like that it was just like 
I, I just didn't realize that other people couldn't do that, I guess, because I've been reading music for so long, um, it's, and it's just part of who I am. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize that was a big deal until I... And a, after that, like, after that happened, was was it was that sort of like the moment that you were like, well, if this was the big build-up that I was supposed to do with this class and I could already do it, then what's the point of me being here? Yeah, because they asked me to teach the class after that. <laughs> And I was 19 years old, um, and this is like a class full of like master's students. And I, I just like I flipped the switch and I said I quit. It was the day that I quit school, um, and I I just thought like there's I can I can I I can do yeah. better. Like yeah, well, I'll do something else. You know? Well, I mean, you know, I thought about that in any other sort of profession, any other genre, you talk about like a a, a science or an engineering class, and the yeah. student comes in and goes. Oh yeah, that uh, writes right, out the whole the project, yeah. and like, yeah. I mean, if if that's the case, what's what's the reason you're there? I I totally, I mean that that makes sense a hundred percent. So, yeah. so like after that, after you decide you don't want to go, literally, this is the amazing thing to me. Ten minutes after you decide, ten minutes after you say, you know what, school's not for me, that's when Trey calls you up and says. Hey, do you want to be in a band I'm starting? Yeah. Like, he said, uh, you want to be in a band with me? And I said, well, uh, sure. He goes, what are you doing? I said, oh, I just quit school 10 minutes ago. Like, he's like, all right, well, you want to, can you drive to my house? Like, how far away are you? I said, four hours. And he said, okay, well, come to the house. I'll still be here. We'll still be here working. And so, and we were on tour two weeks later. I mean, that was like the first winter tour uh, that we ever did. I mean, when when he called, I'm guessing when he called you and said that, you weren't actually like thinking it would do anything this was just sort of a side thing like were you just like oh yeah i'll go play with him yeah I'll go, it was like a three-week tour or something and i said sure i'll i'll hop on board for three weeks yeah. that turned into 20 years <laughs> <laughs> do you, i mean it I, I i know it's probably hard for you do you ever do the like what if like obviously you'd be in music still if you if you oh. hadn't have gone out on tour but like um yeah, once in a while, uh, like, uh, uh, I'll, uh, uh, Andy's question to you, I don't really believe in regrets. Mm. Uh, I just believe in everything happens how it's supposed to. It's kind of just like how I live my life. And, and so I had, I thought I was on a path to do something like completely different. I never thought I would, you know, be in this band and, and tour the country and tour the world and whatever. Um, I mean, I thought, you know, by the time I was 25, I would be, um, headlining North Sea Jazz Festival, and you know, like that was yeah. in my mind what what I was headed toward. Um, and then meeting this one person completely changed the the course of, of my life. I mean, it's still music, and I still love it, and um, I I've gotten to play some of the most amazing venues that there are with people that I am obsessed with and would take a bullet for, and and you know, we're all we all love each other so much, um, and so. I think with something in the water, it's like, uh, f this is now my time to go do that stuff. Mm. Um, I thought it would be much younger in my career, but I have no regrets about anything. I don't, I don't think that's a great way to live your life. So um, I, I now made a record that I'm super proud of and that's getting sort of um, attention in the jazz world, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's somewhere where I'm really comfortable. I'm more comfortable there than I am in a place that I've been for 20 years. Um, and so it's cool to, to be able to have that now and, and be ready for it and, um, and have the life experience to really appreciate it and 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm grateful for all of it, really. No, no what ifs, no what ifs, really. No. Well, no. well, pl- playing with Trey, uh, you guys have done, you know. Huge names in rock. You've played with Rolling Stones and Carlos Santana and Dave Matthews and Tom Petty. And I sort of was wondering when I was rolling down the list and going back and like watching these concerts, like since you didn't listen to any of these uh, these artists growing up, I'm guessing you weren't really all struck by them either. I'm guessing there weren't like as far as the rock artists, because I know there were some jazz artists. You probably were pretty excited, but like. Yeah. Those rock artists where you just like, oh, cool. I hear they're big. Yeah. That's neat. I, I mean, you'd have to live under a rock to, like, not be starstruck when Mick Jagger walks in the room. I understand. Um, that was a moment for sure. We were we were backstage one night and, and uh, yeah, and, like, this, this, like, the door opened and <laughs> oh. Jagger... Oh my god, I mean, Mick Jagger was standing there in this, like, Kelly green tailcoat, just, like, standing there, like, <laughs> I wouldn't say he was posing, I just feel like he was standing there, but it sort of looked like he was posing. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, no, that was a, that was certainly a, a moment in my life that I will never forget. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's been a lot of those, but certainly getting to record and spend the whole day with Herbie Hancock is, is, is more up there for me yeah. in my, in my life than, uh, than most of those other things that other people might just bug out about it's 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 funny the the rolling stones we've had a couple of people that have gotten to either open for the stones play and it's sort of that's you don't know what to do when mix around yeah yeah that's him yeah that's that dude like that's he's he's pretty up we have one of my favorites was we had bishop gunn who's like a southern rock band they opened for uh they opened for the stones and when yeah. they got, you know, they they did a pose. They posed with pictures before and after the show, and yeah. and their their lead singer Travis, he was beside Mick Jagger, and he said they all line up, they all you know get in their pose. They don't break pose. They're smiling, mm-hmm. and then right after they finish, he just looks at his hands and he's like, "You are sweaty." That is, <laughs> and just completely disgusted by his sweatiness, but did not bring it up. And I was like. That sounds like a Mick sort of thing. Just and of course yeah. Mick would be out there just going bananas, no sweat at all, just completely right. pristine. But completely perfect, yeah. Well, I mean, were you able to handle it with Herbie Hancock? Like, I mean, as far as like, did you get in the zone after a little bit as far as the recording? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I bugged out. I, I, I bugged out, and and um. I'll tell you the the moment that is the best advice that anyone had at that point ever given me and and to this day has ever given me was was by Herbie Hancock and I was really nervous and he could really tell mm. um, and he asked me to to play on this one part and whatever and so I went in in the booth and with headphones and whatever and I was like man I'm really good. I'm I'm gonna mess this up like this is it's just I'm I what I was having like a real imposter syndrome moment of like I am such a fraud I don't Anyway, whatever, like yeah. we all go through this, but I was really having that moment and I was not hiding it very well. And I had my headphones on and I was in the booth and he came in and he lifted one headphone up and he put his mouth right up to my ear and he said, remember, the only mistake you can make is not being yourself. And he put my headphone back down and he walked away. That's... And I was like, 
and you were like, uh, advice was even so smooth. I know. It was so, but it's, it was the greatest piece of advice that I've ever gotten. It's very, it came from Barbie Hancock. If you do that, it, uh, you don't really need anything else. And yeah. you don't have to worry about trying to be anything else but you. Yeah, that, it, it did calm me down. It was like, it, it was really cool. It's it's funny. It, it's very similar. I uh, and Listeners know I've, I've brought this, this documentary up before, but the Ken Burns documentary on uh, country music. Huge, yeah. huge, long documentary there. Uh, in that documentary, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Garth Brooks is doing his first album. And his producer, like, he thinks he sound like, uh, Garth Brooks is completely nervous, and he's trying to sound like George Strait because that's yeah. his hero. And right. the producer stops and goes, and he goes, this doesn't sound like you. What are you doing? And he's like, he's yeah. like, I, I tried to put that George Strait thing on it. And the producer goes, we've already got George Strait. We don't need yeah. George Strait. We need Garth Brooks. So all you got to do is be yourself and it'll come out and sound like we need it to sound. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, good, great advice. It doesn't matter if it's music or anything else. That's definitely oh, important. Um, well, now, out of all those people, obviously r recording, jamming a little bit different. I, I was just curious, as far as like on stage, obviously everybody in the band is amazing musicians but like as far as people that have guest spotted in the band who have you been like amazed by their skills on stage mm. that you were just like what i did not see that coming from them that is amazing yeah um trey's band is different because we rarely have guests mm. um it's a real unit um and and we sort of present ourselves as that and some some people are real sit like this the sit-in has become like a real thing in the last decade with especially jam bands but yeah um, we've only really had ever a couple people sit in with us but i um, mean certainly the night that carlos santana came to the warfield to sit in for an entire set was and that was he sat in for the whole set, not because he intended to sit in for the whole set, but because we, um, we, we never stopped playing. <laughs> he can't leave if we just keep going, guys. No, that was exactly what happened, was that there was no break in between. We kept, we kept segueing song to song to song to song, and I'm pretty sure it was, in, in my mind, it was intentional so that he wouldn't leave, but so he, he spent the entire set on, on stage with us, which, I mean, that was definitely a... It's a good plan. Um, also, a moment in my life, uh, you know, and being in San Francisco at the Warfield, and he rode his motorcycle there, and it was just like it was just like one of those days. And he came in um, that I think we had finished sound checks. So it was just the time, you know, after dinner and before the show. And he came in with this CD that he really wanted to share with us of music that he had just discovered, and he just needed to share it with somebody. And it was this uh, amazing band from Mali. And he's like, who's got a CD player? This is a while ago. Who's got a CD player? And somebody found some raggedy boombox somewhere. And so we're down all in the, you know, we were downstairs in the in the green room listening to it all together. And then we went up and played music together. It was a, it was it was a really special night. So I, I always love those those stories like that where you get somebody like Carlos Santana, and that's the main thing that he's worried about is just playing that that tune that he's yeah. like oh my god listen to this you guys and you're just, just like wanted to share with people he's just like let me please let me share this music yeah it's amazing yeah, yeah. and you're just like oh you get you get that excited too ah oh, it's awesome yeah. like, right 
But uh, yeah. w- one other thing on that before we go to the new album, you've mentioned this in a bunch of interviews as well. Your whole family, aside from your dad, are mm-hmm. musicians sort yep. of classic trained musicians and yeah. you for a degree that 20 years is the oddball out that you're doing the the crazy jam band scene and and now yeah. your solo stuff is jazz and r&b based style of stuff how does the rest of the family feel about it how do they t- are are you treated as the Oh, here comes the person that does the weirdo music. Is that it? Or is it like, are they psyched to go to concerts and whatnot? Yeah, it's somewhere in between. No, they are, uh, you know, very, very proud for sure. Um, And, you know, they were sort of always in this classical world that it's hard to be a classical musician. You know, there's not there's not a lot of classical tours going out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm getting to do things that they never got a, a chance to do. And they're so thrilled for me that, that I get to go do this. Yes. Um, and so, and there's aspects of everything that I do that they uh, musically understand, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not like some foreign language. Um, my grandma, came to see us at SPAC one day and nice. she's a very blunt woman, <laughs> you know, and she was probably, I don't know, late seventies at the time. And she came in and I thought she's, she's probably going to hate every moment of this, uh, but whatever she wanted to come. Yeah. Okay, cool. And after the show, she came backstage and she's like, well, too many guitar solos, not enough trumpet solos, <laughs> which is pretty much exactly what I thought she would say. Um, <laughs> And she said it right to Trey's face, of course. Uh, which, and he's he loves her. We, you know, everybody's been family for a long time. So, um, but yeah, no, they they come out every once in a while, and um, they're incredibly supportive of of everything that I do, which is so nice. It's always one of my favorites about uh, about the old folks. The filter is yeah. definitely gone by the time Ooh, you get to like email. Have- not, not a. My my favorite thing about my grandma before she passed away, I remember one time I was talking to her and she would just, I, I would bring up a memory and I'd be like, Mimo, you remember that? Wasn't that great? And then she'd just look at me and she'd be like, Ben, I'm 98 years old. <laughs> no. <laughs> just like, okay, all right. Well, well, that happened, and it was fun. Trust me, okay? Like, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was impactful to me, and thank you. But, yeah. but you yeah. don't care. It's fine. No. But, no. you know, they're fun. They're fun to be around. Um, yeah. Well, let's go back. Let's go to the new album. Uh, so, obviously, this this is your fourth solo album that you've had? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I heard, I heard you say in a previous interview, it was around 25-ish. You realize you didn't really know what your true voice was. Yeah. Um, was this on this album? Do you think this is the pure Jennifer Hartswick voice here? Yeah, I mean, I think there have been uh, there have been a couple before this, but um, you know, I I say that I didn't know what my voice sounded like because I did so much theater as a kid and into my young adulthood that I was always playing a role, um, and I was always supporting someone else and so i'm if if the singer is like a a soft singer songwriter i'm not going to come out there and belt a bunch of stuff behind them that doesn't make any sense so i've been in a support role for for so long um that it took me a while to figure out 
you know, what I actually sound like as a leader and as a, as, uh, as a front woman and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but writing music helps me figure that out and, and having to write lyrics and having to front a band for, I mean, I've been fronting a band really now for 2004 was the first time that my band ever went out. So it's, it's been a while. Um, but um, I think it gets stronger and it gets honed more and more and, and it also changes, you know, mm -hmm. as we grow and, and gain more experience and more life experience, things change and the subject matter that I write about changes and my ability changes. I mean, hopefully, you know, you haven't seen the greatest of me yet. I, I certainly hope, um, but this is, this is where I'm at right now. You know, this is what feels right and feels good. And um, I'm really happy with how it came out. I think, you know, I pushed myself hard um, this is not like something that I just rested on my laurels and was like, oh, let me just like make a little cute COVID album. Like I pushed myself in a lot of ways. Um, and I think, you know, for me, I, I see it. I see the, the difference between the last record and this one. And um, in the arrangements, they're complicated and sophisticated. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really pleased with the way it came out. Well, now, I don't know how much you hear this in your own voice, but actually... You know, one of, uh, and I've heard you say this a bunch as well, one of the only sort of contemporary artists that you had growing up there was the CD of Anita Baker that yeah. your, your dad got. I, yeah. I hear that in your voice. I hear mm -hmm. the Anita influence on, the, on yeah. this album. I mean, yeah. on a lot of those songs. Do you, I mean, do you hear any of that or no? I try not to think about stuff like that, but I, but that, I feel like that's for other people to to hear. Yeah. Um, people say, "What does it sound like? What's it?" People just want something. They want to hold on to. It. Yeah. Um, which is totally fine, and I do that about other artists. I just I have a really hard time saying, "Oh, it sounds like this," or "Oh, it sounds like that." You want to be original. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I and I just like I think it sounds like me. So, but that's not the answer that most people want to hear. <laughs> Some somebody said, "Oh, it sounds like." Uh, D'Angelo meets Adele meets Hiatus Coyote. Wow. I was like, oh, okay, I love all <laughs> of those people. If that's what it sounds like to you, that's amazing, and I'll take that. I, but well, yeah, I never know. I never know what it sounds like. So. I, I just, it just, I think some of it seeps in, and obviously, whenever mm -hmm. you're, you mm -hmm. know, when it's, it's there. I get. It, obviously, there's a a lot of difference in the musicality and the actual makeup of the songs and whatnot, but just in the some of the timber of the voice, some of the sounds that I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I see it. Yeah. I see yeah, it. Oh, it's, it's in there for sure. <laughs> it's, I listened to a lot, a lot of that growing up for sure. Well, now you, you co-wrote the album with Nick Casarino, who's been a collaborator of yours forever. You've actually yeah. known him as long as you've been in the band and Trey Anastasio's band there. You met Nick when mm -hmm. you were 20. He was playing yep. in a band competition uh, that yeah, you were judging. Yes. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you remember? What do you remember <laughs> th when you first saw him playing? What, what were you thinking back then at 14, when he was 14? I just thought, like, you know, this kid is super special and doing stuff that no 14-year-old should know how to do. Um, he was writing his own music and singing his own music and playing the dog guitar and, you know, like, all, all, all of that at 14. Wow. Um, and so... You know, he was another one of those where Vermont is a very small state and word gets around pretty quickly if, if you know, if you've got something special going on. Um, and so 
I started hiring him as soon as he could go on the road. I mean, he, he, I had to wait till he graduated <laughs> high school, but um, but yeah, I mean, I we've been we've been rocking together for a really long time. He, he that's my that's my soul brother. I mean, that's my. That's what we call each other our musical soulmates. That's like, we understand each other on a level that that most other people don't. I gotta say, I hadn't heard of Nick's before this interview, so I, you know, I went uh, looking up Nick's stuff, went YouTube yeah. diving, and one of the first yeah. things I came up was him doing Sam Cooke's uh, "Change Is Gonna Come," Damn. and that that was all it took. I was like, "Holy yeah. crap!" Like this yeah. guy can sing, and like you're saying, it's just all just all over the guitar doing his whole yeah. arrangement for the song and listeners know i am a huge sam cook fan so if you're gonna do sam cook you better bring it or i'm not gonna be happy with it and right. he right. did like and that's yeah. i mean to step up and not be worried to do a song like that as far as like yeah probably not gonna do it justice but man yeah. He is a yeah. he is a good person to collaborate with for sure. Yeah, he's he's incredibly special, and we do a we have a duo project that we do together um, that we've toured for the last probably four maybe four years or so, mm. um, and and he's an entire orchestra. I mean, he doesn't even he doesn't use any pedals, any looping, anything. It's just his ability on the guitar is so out of control. Uh, like you know, from Mars, I just I, watching him play is like a spectacle. Mm. Um, he's a really, really special musician. Well, now on your your last album, Nexus, you recorded with the same gang. It was it was it was Nick and it was Christian McBride on on bass. Mm -hmm. And I saw that you got the idea to make that album when you when you blacked out uh, <laughs> while you while you were singing for another album. And I was I was sort of surprised because like I didn't think you had visions while you blacked out. I didn't know, but you you said you so you were singing, recording another album, blacked out during that singing, and you're like, I should make an album with those two dudes. Um, yeah, I mean, it, that sounds about as crazy as it gets, but that's that's literally what happened. I was up in Trey's barn recording a Trey album, and I I blacked out, just straight up blacked out, and in my blackout. I was in the barn with Christian McBride and Nick making a record. And it was literally nothing that I'd ever thought about before. I had not, that was not a thought that I had put out there at all. It was a, it was a thought that I guess got put into wow. my head, not put out there. Um, and when Vision I quest. Like, yeah. And I, you know, it's not something that you can just go talking about. Yeah. <laughs> People lock you up for that. Um, but yeah, like when I sort of came to, I had completely missed my trumpet entrance, and we had to do another take and whatever. But <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't take that lightly. I thought, okay, okay, well, yes, of course I need, of course I need to do that. And so we made it in the barn. We made Nexus in the barn with Christian and Nick. Did you, did you present it to them as that? Like, guys, no, I have had no. a vision. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, because I feel like if I was one of them, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I told Nick, but I didn't want to scare Christian, so I didn't tell Christian. Did you tell him after? Did he know that? Like, I mean, did he? I don't remember if I ever told him. Okay, all right. Well, I, I, you, I, maybe let him know now. Like, hey, by the way, mm -hmm. that came from a vision. Just, I mean, mm -hmm. he definitely, he definitely be. It was like, I'm too far in now. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's like... it, it, it'd be okay. Now. <laughs> it's been eight years since we met. I think it's, it's probably okay. Well, now, uh, I saw one interview for this album. Uh, you wrote Only Time Will Tell uh, over a big pot of jambalaya. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah. roaring fire in Vermont, very Vermont sounding uh, environment. The jambalaya is a little bit of a curveball. Not, <laughs> not the who who made the jambalaya? I did. Oh man, nice. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, everybody who was involved. So, so Nick and I wrote the record also with um, Aaron Boyd, who's an awesome musician and lyricist, and um, the three of us went into. Um, like a bed and breakfast for a week and a half um, that Nick's uh, friends own, and they always go to Florida for the winter. And so it was empty. They went up there for months, and um, and I went up there for a week and a half, and we wrote um, we wrote all the songs. But wow, um, in the, you know, it was in January, and it was freezing cold, and and we all love to cook, and so we'd take a every night was somebody else's turn to cook, and I brought up a bunch of supplies. I drove up from from Nashville, which is where I live, and. Um, oh, that's a, a long drive. It was a long drive. It took me two days. Um, but, um, you know, I, you can get collard greens where I live, but you can't get them in Vermont. And so I brought some of those up. I brought all kinds of stuff. Slow cooking cook. stuff. Slow cooking. We go right and start a fire and check on food. And, you know, it was like, it was a, that's it good was a time. very necessary, cathartic experience because nobody we weren't allowed to do anything we were all locked down and um you know it's like song songwriter winter camp yeah but with only people that you love (laughs) with none of those turds (laughs) that come and ruin it yeah yeah nice that was great and that was that was the whole album i mean all the all the songs on the did you write any more outside of the ones that are on the the album oh yeah Nice. Yes, we wrote we wrote several more that that. Um, now are they gonna out. are they gonna be cultured and and put into some other project or are they just thrown on the wayside? I don't know. Only time will tell. Could be. Could <laughs> could there happen. Well, terrible joke. <laughs> um, no, so no, bad. it I worked. It, no, no, we're keeping it in. The, my co-host does it all the time. He'll do a pun or any joke like that, and and it'll take me first of all a while to click, and then yeah. second of all, he'll regret it immediately and be like, no, 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 and I'm like, no, we're keeping it. That joke it is, is in exactly there. Exactly what happened. You're S- describing exactly the scenario. Some, <laughs> somebody, somebody listening will like it, so I'm leaving okay, it in. That's Thanks, yes. One person. Yeah, there'd be at least my dad. And it's I, gonna be my dad. And I'm, 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 I'm being conservative. As long as there's one person, it's worth it. But there's probably gonna be at least twenty. At least three. Thirty. Oh, okay. Maybe up there, right. upwards. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but okay. so, only time will tell. Was the single. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what's the what's the sleeper? What's the sleeper banger on the the album that that people need to go listen? Because I like it's going through the album by the river. It's just got energy that I love. It's yeah. just got yeah. it's 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 that it's it's I'd say I guess the most energetic of all the the yeah. songs on the album. But which one yeah. are you just like mm, people are gonna they need to hear this one. I think the most sleeper could potentially be fairy tale. Okay. Um, and it's it's very cinematic. Okay. Um, and I think it's uh, I know that people like it. It's probably not going to get a whole lot of like um, you know radio love. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, for me, it's uh, it's a really honest song, and it's really layered and beautiful and. Uh, and I, I think that's the sleeper. 
like I'm it. hoping it's not a sleeper. I'm hoping it becomes not a sleeper. Uh, but in case you're looking for the sleeper, well, I'm I'm, I'm look I'm looking at I'm looking at Spotify right now. It is number five on the list yeah. as far as as popular tracks. So it's yeah. it's moving up it's moving up there. And I'm I I I, uh, I I take you as as a person that isn't too concerned with the uh, with the numbers as far as just. Uh, but do you ever like on Nexus? You can't take it back. Is very you know very popular. It's the most popular song that you've had that you've put out on the albums. Yeah. Do you ever wonder why? Are you ever a person that's like why? Why is that one the one that people held on to? <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wonder, but then also, um, you know, I also know that it was on a really popular playlist. Always, and like, always the playlist, yeah. So, you know, any any love that we get shown like that, I'm just, I'm grateful for, because um, they could have picked something else, and that's mm -hmm. just what they chose. So I think it, it pops up in people's uh, awareness more often than anything else. Um, but... Yeah, but that's great. The people are listening. It's amazing. That's the bottom line. That's it. That's it. Well, now I'm guessing as far as uh, you're going to let this marinate for a while as far as this album. going to yeah. feel it, tore it out. Uh, yep. Nice. Nice. Now, you've, yeah, got, you, I, you've got some individual shows, right? For you. Yep. And, and we're, we got a, a nice spring shaping up. Um, but we've got some shows in, in the Midwest in October. It's, it's difficult because, you know, no one was touring for a year and a half, which means that everyone Everybody's, is touring. Now. I was about to say, yes. It's usually a nice little ebb and flow to everybody's workload. And, oh, I work a lot in these months and not in these months. But now everything is so full, full blast. Um, and I've never been great with balance of, of stuff like that. I just go super hard. And if I'm on the road 300 days a year, I'm on the road 300 days a year, which is basically what I do. Um, and so to try and fit in another whole band yeah. into your already, I worked six full-time jobs essentially, that it, it becomes difficult. So you get it in where you can fit it in. And, um, and I think that, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a bunch of stuff going on. I think as an artist, as a musician, if you want to have longevity, you know, I, I for me, it works to be a part of several different things. Oh, yeah. Um, I think creatively it's important. I think if you dedicate your your everything to one single band, I, I just don't think that you have the, the same level of appreciation or creativity or anything like that. Um, it it takes a real and, unique person for that to work out, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And it's it's rare yeah. too. And even even I was just I was listening to some Red Hot Chili Peppers the other day and I was thinking about how unique the band was with the different guitarists they had throughout the band and I was like that mm. you know and it changed the way that they even though I know fans of the band weren't happy with it it gave them a different you know vibe and a different feeling and when the when when John Frusciante came back in the band He's reinvigorated, like you said. He'd yeah. gone, done other things, and came back and was excited to do that again. So yeah, make uh, yeah. now. Are there any any uh, any shows coming planned? Do you know in the Florida area anywhere near? Mm, not that I know off the top of my head, but I will certainly make it known. Um, we will make it we, known. Uh, yeah, we, um, I love. Oh man, I'm gonna mess it up. Uh, what's the listening room? Oh, the Blue Jay. Blue Jay. Jay. I love that place. Um, Very intimate setting. It's nice. Yeah, 
I, I love playing there. Nick and I played there um, a couple times. De- have a, a, dedicated a listening base too. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we, whenever we come through, I'm sure, uh, hopefully, we'll hit there. But. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. now uh, I haven't actually asked this question, but you, you, you reminded me. In a long time, I haven't asked this question, and it's one of my favorites to always go back to. But since you're from Nashville, and you said you're a, a huge fan of of food. Where should I eat in Nashville? I've had so many artists on Na- from Nashville, and I've asked them, and I've got different. Uh, I'll just give you a rundown of things I can think of real quick. We've had Pharmacy Burger for burgers. We've had Moss Tacos uh, for tacos. Mm-hmm. Of course, we've had pretty much every one of the hot chicken places you can think of. There are a couple of like higher class places. I'm trying to think of the higher Husk. The uh, person uh, recommended Husk. Um, there was a, what was the pizza place? We've had two pizza places that I can't, can't think of what, two boots was one of them, but that's just a fun, delicious, uh, late night time. Uh, what would be your go-to place? You're missing the one. Here's the one. I'm going to complete your puzzle for you. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Henrietta Red. Henrietta Red. Henrietta Red. What, what is, what type of food are we talking here? Um, it's definitely on the on the um, husk upper echelon of things. Um, absolutely the most amazing oysters I've ever had, kind of like honestly anywhere. I know it's we're landlocked, but um, uh, absolutely just stunning plates of food every time I go in there. I've never had I, I go in there as much as I possibly can. Nice. Um, their raw bar is amazing. They're they're uh, not a lot of meat based things. A lot of like fish and veggie based things that are just outstanding. So nice. Don't don't miss it. It's my favorite. Well, now I've got one uh, Andy Frasco curveball style question. <laughs> That I want to ask. I mean, that was already sort of curveball, but this one is is another curveball. I've noticed, I don't know if this was intentional, it seems like you've lost a, a lot of weight over the last year and a half, two years. Was that yep. by design? Did you want to lose? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you, yep, you look fantastic. How did, Thank you so much. How did you, how did you lose your weight? What was the idea? What was the... I just made a decision a couple years ago that, uh, you know, I've been overweight my entire life. Like, mm-hmm. Really, like, you know, uh, since I was probably 13 or 14 mm-hmm. or whatever. It's always been really difficult for me mm-hmm. to uh, to lose weight and, and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, everybody's weight loss is, a, is, a, is an incredibly personal journey, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, hormonal or not or whatever. And so um, I finally just decided that I was going to figure out why my body did what it did and give myself the... Um, the respect that I give everybody else. And so um, I, I started finding some things out about the way that my body works and what it likes and what it doesn't like. And, uh, and I just decided that I was worth the effort uh, that, that it was gonna take. And so um, that was it. I just, I just I, I made a decision, first of all, which I had never made before. So um, I just, I was incredibly comfor- uncomfortable in my own body. I, I just stopped being able to do really normal things, and that was not okay with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people who, who deal with that, too, who struggle with that. Um, and so 
um, yeah, that's, I just I just straight up decided that I was worth the effort. That's that is fantastic. I actually that's my uh, my dissertation was on energy balance and weight gain, and so uh, the like you said, the factors that go into that so yeah. difficult to pinpoint those in, in every individual because everybody is an individual so you see differences yeah. in everybody how everybody's body reacts and you have to yeah. do that individually and a lot of people yeah. especially people that have never had any weight issues never really understand how to have to, yeah. ha, how difficult it is to play around with them uh, and yeah. find the right factors so I'm, yeah. I'm very I'm very glad that you you found the right uh, Thank you. The right uh, code to unlock yeah. it. It was fantastic. It looks, you look great, like I said. Uh, look great, feel great, play great, and release an amazing album. There you go. That's amazing. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes. And right now, uh, we're going to get it with some Only Time Will Tell. But Jennifer, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Listeners, you can check out all things Jennifer Hartswick at jenniferhartswick.com or you can follow her on social media at jhartswick. Right now, like I said, let's take a listen to Only Time Will Tell right here on the Doc G Show. Get your stuff packed No matter how this goes No exception Or redemption Just an exit I should've known better You were crazy Never settled And you played me And now I'm not jealous I'm just angry
the Doc G show you just heard Jennifer Hartswick only time will tell I got that pun it was a little bit late but I got it all right it's okay doctor she immediately yeah. regretted it it's one of the it's 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 a it's a combo you know you got to have Mike you got to have that Norm McDonald statuesque I don't care if anybody gets this joke I'm going to yeah tell it and hold it and just be like until mm. that person looks at it and then goes Oh, now it clicked. Now I'm there. Doesn't matter. It was my fault, Mike. It was my fault. I should should have got it. Anyways, fantastic song. Fantastic artist, Mike. Uh, Jennifer Hartswick, just a great time to talk to. Uh, And uh, if we ever, me and you, just end up in Nashville for some reason together, maybe a live show, who knows, down the road. we do. Oh, yeah, for sure. A live show in, uh, in Nashville. We need to go to her uh, to her pick, the old Henrietta Red, Henrietta Ooh. Red. Yes. Okay. Sounded good, yeah. man. Classy food there. Classy food. Obviously, we'll have to be paid a lot for the uh, live show because it's the only <laughs> way we'll be able to afford that place. But you know. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, Mike. Uh, thank you to uh, to Jennifer for coming on the show. Hopefully, we can have her real soon. Hopefully, she comes to Jacksonville to play. Uh, Mike, it's time for the fastest growing segment in the world. Doc G top three. Doc G top. Doc G top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's I'm it. Excited. No, dude, no. I'm excited. No, no. I'm excited. No, no. You can be excited, Mike. You should be <laughs> excited. Mike, this week we have an interesting topic. It was one of those that, I, you know, to be honest, I'm not a huge car dude, you know? Me neither. Not a huge car dude, but I do like cruising. That was one of the things mm-hmm. that I did back in the day like nobody's business, Mike. I wasted so much gas. That's a fact. I'm probably the reason for climate change. I put <laughs> I put like 200,000 miles on my Jeep 
and high school and college because I just loved cruising around. No purpose. Just driving around. And the purpose of that cruise was for tunes, sun, and sightseeing, Mike. That's all it was. Just going around. Jeep is so good for that, too. The Jeep, you can see. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you feel one with the, 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 the environment, you know? Yeah. And me, I've never been so, you know, by the way, let me clarify, listeners. So you hopefully you remember this. You wrote down your answers. It's the favorite cruising ride. So true. If you want a car for the night or the day on Friday and you just want to go around cruising, what are those three rides that you want now let me clarify with my mic two of my picks do have very loud engines um <laughs> yeah i don't need a loud engine nope nor do i really want loud engines they usually annoy me when i'm on the street it's just not my style but mm-hmm. i do like the way they look and i do yeah. want uh sometimes i want a super fast looking car i mean i don't want to go fast but I want to look like I can go fast sometimes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, just just for just for knowledge, if any listeners actually see me in any of these cars, I'm not looking to drag you, all right? I don't want to drag. No. I just want to no. cruise. And in all three cruise. of these, I would definitely need a banging system. I'm going to need a mm-hmm. system that turns heads everywhere I go, all right? <laughs> Everywhere. You're just playing jazz music really loud. Oh. Nobody just drives through the streets playing some old piano jazz. Really weird music that people are just like, what? I like that. The, <laughs> that's nice. That's soothing, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, you're number three. All right. These are these can all be imaginary vehicles, right? But like we can't own these, but we definitely want to cruise. Oh, yeah. I'm not so going to. Th- I'm not going to be okay. able to own any of these. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I guess it's not going to. Uh, so for me, number three, Cybertruck. Man, that looks like a good time. A Cybertruck cruising through the streets. That looks goofy as man. Yeah. The thing is, nah. that. I mean, I guess nah. you could have fun in it. I'm not going to say you couldn't have fun in it, but that thing looks mm. just so weird. It looks like from a 1980s computer game. Yeah. Like, it's just, like a DeLorean. It's good. High, like a DeLorean. Didn't, didn't they decide wheels. to stop making it? Like I don't think so. No, okay. I think there there was a delay in the production, but yeah, okay. no, I think they're still right. uh, well. Yeah. It's still out there potentially. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Mike, my number three is like the opposite of that. The antithesis <laughs> of that. My number three is 1969 Lincoln Continental with suicide doors. Nice. Hey. All black, blacked out. Oh. Blacked okay. out, but with the pinstripes white on the inside. So mm. all the tubing, okay. all the lining is white, but everything else is black. Sweet. Yeah. Mike, this car is a boat. It is super long. It is a cruising mobile. If you are into 90s and early 2000 gangster rap, though, you will mm-hmm. see it all the time along with the caddies. And I just love it, man. You put that, it's like a moving house. You just and it's got so much style. The yeah. the 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 lines on it are just so mean, man. And just mm-hmm. you, you're talking about a, a a big system in that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, for and, sure, for and, sure. Huge and car. Maybe a little bit. Maybe I. You know, I don't have to have this, but maybe some uh, some hydraulics in there. You know, some. Oh, air, that would be. Yeah, you gotta some, have that. Some some air suspension. I don't really want the crazy things. I don't need to be bouncing on one 
one, you know, a tire. All <laughs> jazz I, music playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Looking like some kind of circus. <laughs> All I want to be able to do sense. is take it from sort of a high level and drop it down to where, like, you know, the side of the car is like an inch away from the ground. That's all I want to be able to do. That kind Doctor, of thing. Doctor, you go through the McDonald's drive-through really low, and then right when you need to pay, <laughs> yeah, just come on up. That's what I want to be able to do. For and like utility. And purposes. like when you go over a speed bump, raise it up. And then mm, right when you get yeah. back, back down to creeping on the ground. That's Very what I want to be driver. able to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looks like looks like your car's too hot, like the pavement's too hot. Ah! Yeah. And it comes up a little bit, goes right back down. Pull up my dress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mike, your number two. Number two would be a Lamborghini. Mm. Um, it's a, uh, I want to say Murcielago. I want to yeah. say Murcielago. Mm. Has to be matte black. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, matte black, Murcielago, Lamborghini. I love uh, it. Paddle shifters, I'd very all, loud. I'd be yeah. all about it. I've seen seen yeah. several in Miami, you know. Uh, it's, it's hard to go to Miami without seeing one. But Yeah, uh, for sure. They're hot. They're hot. I like it, Mike. The, my, yeah, my, it's a beautiful car. Mine's fairly close. Mine's fairly close to your number two. Mine's a 1995 Ferrari F50 mm, in, ah. in, in Daytona black, and it's got to have the top off. It's got to have no top on the, you know? You take it off, you're driving down the road. Ooh, it is mean looking. Ferrari, Ferrari, which one was it? Ferrari FE. Uh, Ferrari F50. F50. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. That's like. Uh, that's, that's the beautiful. that's the classic, man. That's the classic. And in Daytona Black, there were only two Daytona Blacks that were actually made and sent to America. There is only one now in existence. So oh, as wow. as far as getting that car would be basically impossible for me because it would cost um, like ten million dollars. So <laughs> I want to see the Daytona black. Daytona black just looks meaner in black, man. All three it of does. my cars are in black. All ah, three of them are beautiful. in black. Number one, Mike. Number one for you, Doc G. My number one is going to be a Batmobile. Woo! Uh, <laughs> Love it. I want to say I'm gonna go with the 1989. I'm gonna go with the 1992 Batmobile. I'm gonna go with. It's the, the same one. It's still the wait, same one. Oh, it is the same one. Yeah, it is the same one. It is the same. Love one. it. I love it. Yeah, the 1989. Yeah. Now you know, you saw so. I don't know if you saw this, but back in the day, that that Batmobile could actually only go like 55 miles per hour. Was That's that? perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it weighed so much, because they had oh, so much really? stuff on it, it couldn't actually go that fast. So, like mm. in both movies. The 1989 and the 1992, every like where they showed him like rocketing somewhere, they had yeah. to speed it up. If you watch uh, those those films, you can tell because like the leaves are m moving way too fast. They're uh, not moving in actual neat. reality. Yeah, neat. Yeah, yeah. But, but I do love that car, Mike. I was I yeah. was when I was growing up, I was infatuated with the old. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's, I'll give you, uh, Mike. Mine's actually sort of close to that. Like it's one it's one of the cars that stylized that they they made the Batmobile off of in reality. Okay. Which would be the 1969 black Corvette Stingray. 
<laughs> Black Corvette Stingray. Now this is this is one that I need on here as well. It's got to have the tailpipes going down the side, Mike. Tailpipes on the side. Ooh, it looks mean. Yeah, that does look like a Batmobile. Yeah, that man. That does look like a Batmobile. It's, wow. It is. It is. You get that Stingray yeah, convertible you're cruising down. Oh, my gosh. You can put some 70s rock on. Woo! Oh, it's good times. Wow. We basically had the same car for number, th for basically, number one. Basically. Basically, I mean, like, one and two. Ferrari and yeah. Lamborghini, two, Corvette, Batmobile, same things. Same thing. <laughs> exactly. There it is, guys. The Doc G top three top cruising cars. Top cruising cars. Mike, next week, listeners, getting ready. This is what I want you to do. Here's your top three that you need to prepare. The top three things, home jobs that you're best at. Hmm. Not that you prefer, but the ones that you're just good at. What do you do well? So let me give you some examples. Are you a good organizer? Are mm, you a okay. good uh, 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 ironer? If you have clothes to iron for that week, are you good at that? Are you good at fixing things? Are you good at fixing uh, plumbing? Are you good at fixing electronics? What are the three things in a home that you just do great? I've got mine already. I know what my number yeah. one is. There's one thing that I do well, and it's pretty much the only home job that I do well. Otherwise, I destroy houses, Mike. So <laughs> it's not a good, not a good combo. But that's it, listeners. Put it down. That's what you're bringing to the to the table next week. Okay. Get your ideas. I think I, I think I know my number one, but I'm gonna have to think very deeply about the other two. Okay. For sure. Okay. For sure. Sounds good. Sounds good, Mike. We are gonna go to. The two birthday suits. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, who do you want first? Uh, sort of reality slash skateboarder, reality star slash skateboarder, or very old historic figure? Hmm. I'll go with uh, Rob Deerdick. <laughs> Not Rob. Not okay. Rob. You're thinking around the right the right, folks, All right. but All right. not Rob. Okay. Uh, <laughs> born on September 28, 1979 in Westchester, Pennsylvania. At a young age, our birthday suit wearer's grandfather gave him a nickname that he would go on to use the rest of his life because he would run into walls purposely to get attention. Jeez. So they gave him a nickname for that. At a young age, he became very interested in skateboarding and eventually in 1997 was sponsored by Toy Machine Skateboards. From 2001 and on, he was part of a team uh, or part of Team Element for Element Skateboards. In high school, he recorded videos of him and his friends skateboarding and doing stunts, uh, and they were known as the CKY videos. Nice. Jeff Tremaine noticed these videos and enlisted him into Jackass, MTV's Jackass. Our birthday suit wearer has uh, been in every Jackass film, and he has had several reality TV shows on his own on MTV. Uh, his whole adult life, our birthday suit wearer has struggled with alcoholism. In 2020, 2022, he checked into rehab and snuck out of rehab at least three times. Name that birthday suit wearer. Bam Margera. Bam Margera is correct. Yes. Man. Craziness. Yeah. Craziness, yeah. Mike. 
craziness. I do. I mean, I never was a fan of his uh, beating up his family stunts. Those were always, I was <laughs> yeah. just like, I mean, it was funny, but at the same time, you were just like, come on, man. It was come his on. dad. I mean, it's not like he was punching his mom. No, <laughs> no. For the, viewer, for the listeners, just so they The know. ones that aren't familiar, that can't remember, can't see I thought they were pretty those. funny, uh, in my opinion. I loved him they, beating on his dad. Usually they were pretty funny. <laughs> Sometimes he took it a little over the line <laughs> yeah. that you're like, come on. Come on, but yeah. but I I personally I give him credit for the one where he did the penis brand on the Jackass show or the movie. Mm. I don't know if you saw that yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. Oh God, that looked like it hurt so bad. Oh, yeah. there is no way I would have done that. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. Yeah. Such a bad. I mean, he he still has never got to the level of just insanity that Johnny Knoxville does, did on the show. I mean, Johnny Knoxville is the captain for a reason. Yeah, he really is. He, he really just is. has no limit to the insanity that he would do. But yeah, he's uh, taking the most abuse, I think. But Bam, hopefully, Bam gets his uh, gets his substance abuse under control. He has been uh, struggling with that for so long, man. He needs to. <clears throat> he, I mean, that's yeah, not does, an exaggeration. Yeah. Three times he snuck out of rehab. Three times just in really this year sad. alone. So hopefully he can get it under control. Uh, happy birthday to Bam. He is turning 43. Bam, 43. 43. Uh, okay, Mike. I'm not too sure, but I think this may be our oldest birthday suit wear ever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so born on September 28th. 551 BC. Wow, they had September back then. Apparently, that's what I was <laughs> amazed that I'm like, how do we know? How do we have this exact date for this dude? Uh, but apparently, so funny. They have it. So, our, birth, our birthday suitwear was predominantly raised by his mother in the class system of China. Uh, he he was said to have been raised in between the class of aristocracy and common people. He had uh, jobs growing up as bookkeeper and sheep herder. His mother died when he was 23, and after his mother passed away, he focused primarily on teaching and politics. Many of the rulers became angry with his politi political ideas, and he had to move into exile. He traveled over China in exile many years, many, many years. And while traveling, he started teaching other people his teachings. He had over uh, over 3,000 students. He's credited with authoring what are known as the Chinese classic text. The principles that he taught became embedded in Chinese culture. He was well known for using the golden rule and for teaching others the golden rule. Do unto others as you would want done to you. Our birthday suit wearer passed away in 479 B.C., but after he passed away, his teachings and his ideas eventually developed into a philosophy, a religion, and just a way of life for people in China and around the world. Name that birthday suit wearer. Was it Buddha? It was not Buddha. I, was, I thought you were going to go there. Who's the other philosopher? Can you think of another philosopher? Starts with a C. Copernicus. <laughs> Nah, that's not a philosopher. All that right, is I just, not. I like that a name, Chinese. Copernicus. <laughs> I don't even know if it starts with a C. Uh, yeah, Copernicus sure. does start with a yeah, C. Yeah, it does you start with correct. a C. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Confucius. Confucius. Confucius says, yes. And have you ever heard of Confucianism, Mike? No. Well, there you go. There it is. Well, that's, I mean, that's where it comes from. Mike, uh, he would have turned, I can't do the math there, uh, 2,573 years old. Nice. Yes, yes. His ideas, Mike, live on. Very strong religion and philosophy in China. And you know, I got to say, Mike, if you ever do any any research into Confucianism, uh, it's, it's... it's it's all logically based. There's no like you know. It's not like, like so. That. So anyways, there's there's the Roman god here, and this dude lives on Mars, and this guy was born out of monsters that fought on this. There's none of that stuff, <laughs> right? It's it's yeah. all it's it's all just basically philosophical ideas of life and what's important to the the world essentially. Okay. But anyways, happy birthday to Confucius. Happy birthday to Confucius. Happy birthday to Bam. Happy birthday to... Who was our first birthday, Sue Wear, Mike? Hmm. Uh, oh, my gosh. Have to go I all the way back there. Jeezy. Jeezy. Young Jeezy. There we go. Um, Mike, we've got a fantastic show next week. I can't wait. We've got to wrap up this week's show. It has been a good time, Mike. Um, it has. Until next week, I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Fernicus Charette. Doc G, as always, thank you for having me. This is great. Of course. I love it. And I of love course. It. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.